0: Welcome to the Create A Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host. And as always, it is my pleasure to be here with you all today. Today on the podcast, we are going to be diving into goal setting, specifically setting financial goals for your business. I'm going to take you through what unhealthy goal setting looks like versus what healthy goal setting looks like. And then I'm going to answer the question, should I, or shouldn't I set financial goals for my business? And finally, what financial goals should I set if I should set financial goals in my business. I'm really, really excited to dive into this topic with you all today, because I know that this is a question that a lot of you have on your mind. Should I set financial goals? And if so, what does that even look like? But really, there's a lot of stress around goals themselves. And so that's why today I want to talk about what unhealthy goal setting looks like versus healthy goal setting. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I am a supporter of goals. And one of the biggest problems I feel is around goals is the way we use them. It's our expectations of the goals that we set. I really feel just like with our minds, we don't use goals as a tool that we can use intentionally to support us. So today we're going to turn it all around so that you know exactly how to use goals in a way that's really positive, i.e. healthy, in a way that supports you and in a way that allows you to whether you want to set financial goals in your business. I'm super excited to dive in. Before we do that, I just want to give you all a bit of a life update. This week was my first official week back in the business. I'm here recording this on the day that this episode is coming out. I really do love to do these episodes right at the last minute, because it feels really present for me. So I actually, this is my preferred way of recording these podcast episodes, because you're going to hear this pretty soon from when I've just recorded it. So I am on my second day back officially into my business. We had our first welcome call for our mistress mind yesterday. This week, we are doing all of our one-to-one inner voice sessions, all about business And I have just been in the best mood because when I hold space for all of you to be in your inner voice about your business, you give me so much abundance. There is this, an abundant perspective that we all have within us. It comes from the perspective of love, which is abundance. And when we're able to tap into that energy, the answers we provide ourselves, the advice we give ourselves, the perspective, the way that we see our business is just totally different to the way that we look at our business through the mind, which the function of the mind is fear. It's there to protect us against real uh, real threats to our survival. However, the way we've grown to use our mind is to see fear all around us in places where it just isn't really something to be afraid of. So when I am holding space as a facilitator for other people to be in their inner voice, sharing this perspective with me, which by the way, you're all able to do this. This is a, an absolute joy for me as well, to be in the energy of abundance, to hear the same truth spoken by someone else, another human being. And it might be someone who's never or who believes they've never connected to their inner voice before. We all, my beautiful friends, have an inner voice. We have a heart, a soul, an Intuition speaking to us that connects us to the universe that comes from this perspective of love and abundance that is always available to answer all of your questions, any challenges, any struggles, any time you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, worried, concerned, any question you have in your life or in your business, you can direct that question to your inner voice and get an answer that is true from the perspective of love and abundance. And what do we all want more of? We want more love. We want more abundance. We want more peace. You will get the answers from your inner voice to be in alignment with all of those beautiful things. So start the practice when you've got a question, when you're feeling out of alignment, when you're feeling stressed, ask your inner voice for guidance. Literally ask the question you are fretting over in your mind and direct it to your inner voice and set instead. Even if you just ask yourself, okay, inner voice, please answer this question for me, and you wait to listen and receive. You're in receivership, you're not trying to come up with an answer, you are listening for an answer. You will receive an answer. You just need to give yourself the space to sit and listen. You can write it. You can record it in a voice memo. You can find other ways to communicate with your inner voice. Explore, be curious, try it. So I had five calls yesterday, which is a lot for me. I don't like to do more than two calls a day. I like to do is actually as few calls as possible. It's just that's what works for my energy. I actually really love creating alone and I really love I love interaction on calls, but I just can't do a lot of them. Right. It, it usually leaves me feeling depleted. However, I followed my inner voice with the way to schedule my calls. And because we've got uh, a number of people in our mistress mind, I'm doing calls all week and there's lots of them uh, because we start off with our one-to-one inner voice sessions. And the next week we're all going through our strategy sessions. I'm We've got our holistic workshop um, this week where we're going to go through building an intentional plan and holistic strategy for each of our mistress mind members' businesses. And this process that I take everyone through is just incredible. It just from what we learn in this workshop, I've had previous Mistress Mind members completely transform their business, get the financial results that they've been waiting years to get just through shifting in the way that we're able to do through this holistic strategy and intentional planning process. So I'm really, really excited to be doing all of that, but because all of this is happening over the next two weeks, I've got a lot going on. So yesterday, my first day back, I had a call super early in the morning. I'm not an, not a morning person. I thought I was going to be in London when I set the time for the call, I would have done it at this time anyway, because it's a time that we can all be together. We have our mistress mind group and two groups so that we can cater for the two time zones. So I can give everybody lots of support in our mistress mind group calls And so I woke up, I'd had not a great sleep because I was a little bit worried about not waking up. (laughs) I don't know if any of you suffer with that, but I sure do. So I'd had a bit of a weird sleep. I woke up, I thought this is going to be just the best way to start back in my business, doing a call with all of these amazing people who I now see as members of my team. And so I started off the day, did the call, and then I had a lot of other calls after that, and I was tired. So what did I do? I managed to turn my day around and really realize, like crack the code when it comes to feeling balanced when you have a lot going on. So between my calls, I had between a one hour and a three hour break. So what I did is between calls where there was a one hour break, I did something that was completely unbusiness related and something that was more like physical. I either had a nap, which was beautiful, like a half an hour nap. Um, or I stretched my body or I did some dancing. And di- like I didn't do anything on the computer because I know that we're all suffering with Zoom fatigue. Jeez, this episode could have been all about holistic living and Zoom fatigue. Anyway, so I did that. And then during my three hour breaks, I went and did an activity out of the home. So I went to the beach actually, which is beautiful because I'm here in Sydney and the sun was shining yesterday. Sun's out, guns out. That <laughs> that you know that, I don't know if that's a saying everywhere, but it is here. So I went to the beach, I read a book, I put my legs in the water. I don't love super cold water and I don't like a rough surf, which by the way, Bondi is a very rough surf every time I go, in my opinion. So, but I went in water at a beautiful temperature, legs in, just enjoying it, laying in the sun, soaking it up, feeling like I'm, I'm in this beautiful, just enjoying summer every single day. Uh, d- did some yin yoga, had a beautiful meal, like just did things that weren't thinking about the business. At times I'd have an idea because when we create space, inspiration comes through, spoke to my team as well while I was at the beach, but I had plenty of, balance. And so that day yesterday, every time I got on a call, I felt so rejuvenated, so lit up. And then the call itself doesn't deplete me because I have already made sure I'm coming from a place that's full because I've had time away from the screen. And also because I I am in the energy of abundance through that whole call, even though I am asking questions from my mind. It was really a beautiful day. I went to bed feeling so full up, so satisfied, which is so important as a manifesting generator and for us generators. In human design. And I realized that that's what it has to be. When you've got a lot of things going on in your business, especially when they're on screen, you just need to bring the balance, right? Go and do other things. I had an, I have an endless to-do list in my business. There were many things I could have done. I wanted to do. I was shooting on myself that I should do but I decided that it's more important for me to do those other things so that I could be in the best energy and really enjoy the experience. And that's exactly what happened. So I want to share that with you all because uh, one of my clients asked me on a call, how did you not feel depleted doing so many calls today? And I told her my answer and it was something I'd been really thinking about throughout the day. And that gave me such a different experience. Another thing I'm doing is I'm not seeing a my business and the other areas of my life is separate. That was causing me a lot of stress, actually, like working only three days a week. And even when I have like a month off in my business, which is amazing, something I really love, we'll talk more about that, that can create some stress for me in my mind. Instead, the way I want to look at my life is just as one big thing, right? And as I go into whether it's doing a call with a client, whether it's doing one of my group calls, whether it's meeting someone, whether it's reading a book, whether it's doing some yoga, like this is just my life, right? right? And everything I do, I love. And this is what we get to create in our businesses. This is what holistic business is. You're creating something that is something you want to do in your life anyway. So there we go. I wanted to share that with you all. Needless to say, I've had a beautiful start to my week. I'm so pumped. The wisdom that's coming through. I want to find a way to share some of the um some of the patterns that have been coming up for everyone during their inner voice sessions with you all so you can understand what this perspective from the inner voice is. But as a starting point, just start directing your questions to your inner voice and um and if you're curious to learn more, well, you can always look into the different ways that we can work together. So we still have a couple of places left in my holistic business Mistress Mind for anybody who would love to join as you grow and expand your business. If you'd love to chat with me about whether this is the right fit for you, just send me an email or you can go to the Mistress Mind page on my website. You can book in a call there. If you can't find a time or it says it's full, send me an email. If we've got a space, we'll let you know about that. I also have other ways for you to work with me in the mentorship, which is for you if you're making sales for the first time in your business and you're like um, very new to being in business, then that might be a better fit for you. It really depends on you and your goals. So get in touch. We can talk about what's right for you. And uh, finally, I also have a one-to-one deep dive that I'm opening up more places for where you'll be able to spend six hours with me over three different sessions, diving in deeply to your business and um, coming up with that holistic strategy and plan for you, answering all the other questions, basically mapping out a 12 month plan for you and your business so that you can then go ahead and execute that yourself. Uh, And finally, there's always create your beautiful biz, which is my online program for people who are new to the wonderful world of business. All of this is over on my website. You can check it all out. But I just want to mention that here If you're vibing with me and my style of business, then let's talk about working together. I'd love to support you. And it can be the business that you desire, right? That beautiful life and beautiful business. All right, now let's go into goal setting. So first things first, what does unhealthy goal setting look like? The first point I wanted to make here is that unhealthy goal setting is when you judge the goal as not worthwhile when you don't get the result that you wanted, right? So you judge the goal that it's not worthwhile because you didn't get the result you wanted, right? So you might not have hit your goal. Or you might learn that the goal you thought you wanted isn't what you actually want, right? So in in either circumstance, you're feeling disappointed. It's either because you didn't get the result that you wanted, you didn't hit the goal, or because you've realized, you know what, this goal isn't actually something important to me or that I value. So I want to s- frame this as unhealthy goal setting because In this situation, when we do this, when we judge the goal as not worthwhile, we're missing the point and the purpose of a goal, which I'll explain more once we talk about healthy goal setting. What I want to just flag here is that you would not know whether the goal is worthwhile for you or not. And you would also not have learned anything about how you realize that goal, how you bring it to life, unless you'd actually gone about trying, right? So a lot of people are just not trying. A lot of people are just saying, okay, I'm going to just not even try. I'm not going to set a goal. I'm not going to try and go for, for, go for this goal. Um, I'm not going to give myself the chance to learn because I don't want to disappoint myself when I don't hit the goal or when I realize that actually the goal isn't what I wanted. This is bananas. Why would we do this? Why would we not allow ourselves to learn about ourselves through and going through a journey and walking a path that we haven't walked before, or allowing ourselves to expand and open and see, to see what's possible, because we want to avoid disappointment. Disappointment is a feeling, and if you feel, like just think of a moment in your life you've been disappointed. Think of how it physically feels in the body. That is what we're avoiding that that's the disappointment we're avoiding. So that to me is bananas because you got to be willing to feel disappointed. But the reason we feel disappointed is because we actually miss the real purpose of a goal, which is not to hit the goal itself. (laughs) It's not to execute the plan that we come up with to, um, to create the goal, to bring the goal to life. The purpose of the goal is something completely different. We'll talk more about that in a moment. The second aspect of unhealthy goal setting is when we think that there's only one way, your planned way of bringing that goal to life. And if we don't stick to that plan, if we don't perfectly execute it, and then it also bring about the results that we want, then we see that as failure. That is unhealthy goal setting because, again, we miss the purpose of a goal and we aren't recognizing the fact that there are unlimited ways of bringing about a goal, right? The way that we bring about the goal is going to actually be something that we could never have possibly planned, right? The purpose of planning is to allow ourselves to step into the possibility. How could we, how could we bring this goal to life? This allows your mind to come on board so that you actually try, right? So really the purpose is for the mind. It's also for your energy, right? Because it gets you into the energy of what you want in the now when you don't have the thing that you want, which is always available to you. So part of unhealthy goal setting is when we also believe that there's only one way of realizing the goal and it's the way that you've planned in this moment with the information you have. And then we decide that, you know what? that my actual experience in life and what I learn as I'm executing the plan and as I'm moving towards the goal, we just like ignore all of that. And we say, well, that doesn't matter because I already, you know, my plan, my to-do list said X, Y, Z. We don't recognize that we're always growing and evolving. So of course the plan is going to grow and evolve too. All plans are works in progress, right? Now this might, you, this, this is definitely what I, <laughs> what my mind was Was doing. And it probably is for many of you too. Some of us don't even allow ourselves to reach our goals to, or to kick our goals or to enjoy our goals, unless we've actually done everything on the to-do list on the plan. (laughs) I know this sounds bananas, but it is something that our minds do. And it's definitely something my mind does. So why does it do that? So basically we might be just about to reach a goal or we might, um, we might know exactly what we need to do to reach that goal. We have the inspired action. We know what to do, but because we've got this plan and because we've got this to-do list and we have all these things that we think we should do, that we've planned out before we actually had the present moment information, which is the best information we could have, we say, oh, hang on, but I'm not going to do that thing that I know is the most important thing that I could do in this moment, or I'm not going to allow myself to enjoy the goal that I've just reached until I've actually done all of these things too, right? And why, do, why does our mind do this? Well, I think it's because our mind likes to keep doing our mind loves a to-do list. It loves things to do and to work on. One of the inner voices this week I spoke to said that the mind just likes tasks. It likes to execute tasks. So yes, give it things to execute, but we have to constantly be in check, you know, balancing the mind. Okay, the mind wants to keep doing, but I've actually know how I could hit this goal. So we have to practice saying, just say this to yourself all the time. I've done enough. I've done enough. I've done enough. After everything that you do, you don't need to finish your to-do list. That is your mind being so just like satisfied through the process of doing. Okay. So of course it always wants a million more things to do. It wants more problems to solve, but that is not what is actually realizing your goals. And we've, so we've got to keep reminding ourselves of that. Reminding. Yeah. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is we use our results against us. We use our results against us. So if we fall short of a goal, we say that means we're not worthy. That means we're not good enough. That means we're crap at this. That means we can't do it. We're never going to do this. Whoa. First of all, our results are never, ever, 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 ever measures of our worth. You are just worthy as you are. Almost every inner voice says this to me. The self-worth is a construct of the mind. It's not a construct of truth, of love and abundance, because we all just are. You're here, perfectly created and designed as a work of art, as you are, and everything we've done in our life up until this point is a work of art too, (laughs) right? So our results do not reflect our worth. They just are, like we just are. Our results instead are just information. They're just telling us like whether something's working in the way we wanted it to work or not. And sometimes the results we get are actually better than the results we wanted, right? Like you might realize, you know what? I don't have to make $300,000. I could make $80,000 to have the life that I want. I could make $80,000. I could work six months of the year and still have all the things in my life that I want, like be able to meet all my expenses. That's a possibility. And you might recognize and realize that. And that is true abundance, right? So, our results are just information. They're going to help us learn something about the process our process, something about what we actually want. And unless we allow ourselves to actually go after these things, we don't actually learn these things. So your results are simply information. They're not there to degrade yourself with, right? They're just there as information. So we use our results against ourselves rather than to support ourselves. Whatever result I have in my life at this time, I take it at face value. I accept it. And then I ask myself, how did I get here? What can I learn from this result? I don't use it to judge myself. And that is why I've put this here in the unhealthy goal setting category, using your result against yourself or to measure your self-worth at any time is not helpful. And any result you have, like let's just think about it in financial terms. You've got a goal of, let's say you've got a goal of $10,000 this month and you make $2,000. You still have made $2,000. And even if you've made $0, you now have information about what is or isn't working for you. And who's who's to say that that $10,000 wouldn't come through in the next day or two days, or in three months you make $30,000, you know, like we've got to use the information, the results for what they're there to give us. And it's for the information. The next thing about unhealthy goal setting is we don't see the progress. We don't see the learning. We don't see the journey. It's the journey, not the destination that matters. That's true in two senses. Our experience of the journey to realizing our goals is what is important because if you go after goals and you hate the journey, you're not going to enjoy the goal itself, right? You got to find a way to make the journey enjoyable. The second thing is, is just recognizing that the journey is the abundance. The journey of having and not having and learning about yourself and the milestones along the journey, the ability to look around and be like, whoa. I've just like created this and I still have more things I want to create. That's abundance. That's amazing, right? Being able to recognize and see the abundance at whatever stage along the journey is what actually is going to move you closer towards your goals. So we can't use our results or those not- realizing the full extent of the goal to beat ourselves up. We've got to use them to see the progress, to see the learning and to enjoy the journey. The next unhealthy way of setting a goal is when we go after the goal without thinking about the why, why do we actually want this? What's our intention behind it? And how do we want to feel along the journey? The next thing is when we set goals that aren't challenging or that are not realistic. So there's this like balance between, is it challenging enough? And is is it also realistic? I don't actually like the word realistic because if we're thinking about it through the mind, it might be quite limiting, but there's this beautiful challenge between a goal being a stretch and also being something that you can achieve right like it needs to it depends on how you're motivated for as to what that um as to what that will actually look like in terms of the financial goal but it's important to have this balance challenging and also possible right the next thing is we give goals oh and actually I'll just go back there a moment the reason that that's important is if something's too challenging, completely unrealistic, you'll never do it. Like, I don't know, maybe it's make a hundred thousand dollars today, then you're just going to give up. So you've got to find a way, like what motivates you? What's that line for you? And if something's not challenging enough, for instance, it might be, well, go out and make a dollar today. And you're like, I don't care about a dollar. That doesn't mean anything to me. And maybe for some of you it does, but I'm just saying if it doesn't motivate you, it's a personal thing, then you're going to be like, I'm going to go do something else, right? <laughs> so it's important that the goal is motivating for you. We also um, set unhealthy goals by giving goals all the power, right? We say, You goal have got all the power. I now am going to obey you. And if I do, don't fulfill your expectations, then I'm a loser. That's how we... Like we just give goals all the power versus using the goal as a tool. The goal has a specific purpose. And we're going to talk about what that is in a moment. The final aspect of unhealthy goal setting is when we allow the goals to be stressful. The, the way that it becomes stressful is we say it must happen in this particular way and the goal must happen or else, right? Whoa, suddenly that goal has got all the power, and you're sitting there feeling like, I hate this goal and I don't want it. No wonder so many of us hate New Year's resolutions and goal setting. That, my friends, is unhealthy goal setting. Let's talk about healthy goal setting. (laughs) So, healthy goal setting generally in life, also for your business, is recognizing the purpose of the goal is to align you with what's possible. Okay. So we, well, actually our minds love comfort and its preference is to keep creating what's familiar to it, right? The familiar past, but we want to create new things. We want to, we want to expand. We want to be open for new possibilities. So goals that step you out of your comfort zone, do that. They allow you to start aligning with what's possible because what we do when we set a goal is we start to think about what would my life look like if I had this thing, if I created this for myself, what would the journey look like? Yeah. What would, what would it look like? That question starts to open up your mindset to considering new possibilities. And as we know all of these possibilities are circling around you right now. There are mil- there are infinite possibilities. But what our mind is focused on is what we see. So the mind is focused on the past. It's focused on what it's seen done before. And that's why we can just easily create what we've already created before. But what we want to do is open up to the possibilities, to new possibilities. So setting a goal allows you immediately to start doing that. It allows you to start expanding and opening your mindset. It also allows you to open your energy because you get into the energy of the goal you step into the possibility, you start to see new pathways around you. That's the purpose of a goal, right? Not even hitting the goal itself, it's being in the energy of openness and abundance, which is gonna have you creating from a very different energy than the one many of us are in, which is the forcing, trying, squeezing ourselves into a box, setting ourselves up not for success, right? And your definition of success is whatever your definition of success is, but it's going to come from a place of openness and abundance. It's not going to come from a place of like forcing yourself into the box, right? Healthy goal setting is recognizing hitting the goal is not the purpose and creating the results say nothing about your worth. You just are worthy and hitting the goal is not the purpose expansion, new possibilities, aligning and opening your energy, expanding and opening your mindset, that's the purpose of the goal. The secondary purpose in my eyes is goals allow you to try. Now, obviously there are like two different things that I've just presumed in this healthy goal setting. The first is that when you set a goal, you're actually going to look at how you could Realize the goal. And the third thing, the second thing is that you're then going to actually try. You're going to take steps towards the goal. The goal helps you to start trying because it gives you inspired actions to take. The plan that you come up with isn't like a boring to do list that someone else has told you. That's you creatively planning, that's you saying, This is how I could do it. That's inspiration. Right? If you then allow yourself to actually try by executing one of the items on that plan or just whatever comes through as the best next step to do after going through the planning process, then you are actually going to learn something. You're going to experience something. And that is the success. The real failure, as we hear all the time in the personal development world, is not trying. So the goal allows you to try because it gives you the inspired action and it allows you to start moving forward and experiencing and learning. Healthy goal setting is also using your mind to think about how fulfilling the goal could be possible based on the information you have right now. This is a beautiful exercise for the goal. That's sorry for the goal. It's a beautiful exercise for the mind. If you want your mind to be doing something, give it something intentionally to do, right? That it could be good at. Say, hey, mind, here's a goal that we want. How could we create it? And then let your mind use the information it has to start answering that. Of course, you can also direct it to your inner voice, but let's bring the mind on board. The mind's got some information too. It might also tell you about some problems that might be beneficial for you to think about. But bring the mind on board. Get it, Give it something intentional to do. This also allows the mind to come on board. And what I mean by that is twofold. Not only is it actually doing something that is useful, but it's also bringing the mind to a place of belief. It's starting to believe in the goal because it can see how the goal can be fulfilled. And that's what I really mean about using your mind to think about how fulfilling the goal to be possible this decreases the resistance you'll have from the mind. Well, hopefully. (laughs) And then it will allow you more ease and freedom to expand and align your energy to take the steps forward. When you believe it, you will see it. So we want to bring the mind on board too. The next thing about healthy goal setting is that executing the plan is not important. You can literally map out a plan and then let it completely go. You could not do anything on the plan and you'll be great. (laughs) You'll still be doing a good thing. What is more important is being present in the moment you're in right now and asking what is the best next step? What is my best next step? And then whatever inspiration you receive moving forward on that, that's the inspired action. And it's going to take into account where you are right now in this moment. And I recommend directing that to your inner voice in order to do this. This requires you to trust in the unknown, right? Or really rather trusting in the known, the knowing, trusting in the knowing, So if you trust that you're always supported, you trust in the abundance of the universe, you trust that love is the truth, your core, that we all are, then you're going to be better at trusting in the unknown and using the information you have and releasing the plan. That information's within you, right? Like you've got, you've made the plan, you've thought about how it could happen. And then it's like, you'll, you'll still be uh, using that, right? You don't have to have the plan and tick it all off in a perfect order in order to utilize the plan. The information's done. You've gone through the planning process. And that is like, I really, you could just do a plan and then throw it out. You've you've already got the information, but we don't rely on ourselves. We don't trust ourselves to remember the important things. It's there, my friends, (laughs) it's there within you. The next thing is, is that we recognize that there are unlimited ways of realizing our goals. So the best path then is not one sp- one particular path out of all of those unlimited paths. The best path is the one that you are on right now. The best place for you to be is the one you're in right now. And when you look back at how you re- you brought to life that goal, it's going to leave you in a place of awe, complete awe at how it happened. You want to be surprised. You want to be surprised by how your goal comes to life by by the journey that unfolds before you. Nextly, our results again are information only. They reveal what is working and what isn't. So use your results in that way as information. Also expect to go in a different way to the plan that you and the pathway that you expected. There's that quote. I don't know if this is from Gabby Bernstein or it's someone else, but obstacles are detours in the right direction. I was thinking about this and I well, actually I think about this every time I get lost when I'm driving. So I will take a wrong turn because I'm reading Google Maps wrong <laughs> or in the middle of a conversation and I'll take a different turn. And then, you know, Google Maps reroutes and I end up going another way. There is always a reason for that, that I am able to see in hindsight. Oh, we went this way. We never would have ended up here unless we'd gone this way. So if you can trust that any detour, any obstacle, any way that you detour from the original plan is moving you in the right direction, there's a reason for it, then you are going to always be on the right path. You're in the energy of openness and trust, right? So you allow yourself to be guided in the moment. Set goals and then celebrate the milestones. Enjoy the journey. There will never be another moment like this. There will never be another moment where you're in this moment of your business and recognize that at one point where you are right now is where you wanted to be. So enjoy it and allow yourself to be open for new and, and to realizing those goals. Understand why you want to hit the goal, and it might just be for the experience. That's a pretty good one. And how you want the journey to be, i.e. how you want to feel along the journey. Recognize the goals have zero importance. Use them as a tool. It doesn't matter whether you hit them, but you keep on trying. Recognize that stress is a choice. Okay, okay. Stress does not have to be part of the ride. Stress is a choice and it's usually a habit of the mind. So when you're stressing, remember that there's nothing to worry about. There's no problem here and let it go. Recognize the abundance at every step along the journey. Where you are right now is beautiful and where you will be will be beautiful too. Where you've come from is also beautiful. Okay. So that is healthy goal setting. Now let's talk about, should I, or shouldn't I set financial goals for my business? So if goals allow me to open up a learn and allow me to open my energy up and my mindset, my view is why wouldn't you set financial goals? When I personally don't set goals, I usually sit in the comfort of the known, my familiar past. I don't necessarily open up my energy. However, if you're someone who's super open and abundant, then perhaps you don't need goals in the same way that I do and that I recommend. I, however, think that goals are very helpful for a business from a practical point of view and then also. From an energy point of view, if you have a history of money blocks, which most of us do because scarcity has been taught to us in our society and culture, usually you'll have limits to money, right? So you're going to have like an internal cap that you keep capping yourself up. However, if that's not true for you and you're super open and abundant and your life is an example of that and the way you feel about it, then maybe you don't. Like goals, you don't want them, and you're doing just fine. But for the rest of us who know that we have limits when it comes to money, internal limits, we've got money blocks, then goals are such a great way of helping you to open up. They're also fun for the mind. It gives them something to focus on, it gives the mind intention and direction, which is great because it's going to mean your mind's not going to be such a pain. They're also great for business because it takes your business. You can start intentionally directing the business, right? It doesn't mean that you're not open to new adventures in the business. It just means that you can start thinking about, okay, what do I want to invest in and why? Where am I taking this business? What's best for my community? And so if you know what your financial goals are, you can start thinking about, well, what am I going to do with this money? Where is it going to be reinvested into the business or back into my life or somewhere else? And that also helps motivate you in terms of actually receiving money. So like I have a client who doesn't need to earn any money and you that might be true for you too. So we're talking about, well, like her view was, well, then I don't, because I don't need money, then I shouldn't make money. But my view was, well, why not make money? You can intentionally direct that wherever you want. It could be into someone who needs it, but why, just because you need something, why does that mean, why does that mean that you need to, that's the only reason why you should have it, right? Money is just energy. It's a form of abundance. And if we're open to all abundance, then be open to money too. Yeah. So I always set goals in my business and I set big goals. I have no problem with being disappointed. I have no problem with not realizing a goal within the time frame I set. I am motivated by having um, shorter timelines and having bigger goals. What motivates you will be personal for you too. But I would like to just offer the opinion that many of you, the reason that you don't want to set goals or big goals is because you're afraid of being disappointed and not realizing the goal within the time frame and in the way you expect it. And that's the problem. That is the problem, not the goal itself. So I always set big goals. My next goal is 1.2 million. Not even 1 million, it's 1.2 because I've calculated that this is what I would like in order to build the team that I want, in order to create the life that I want. Um, And so that's my next goal. And that feels motivating. I was actually working with 500,000. I was like, that's not motivating me. (laughs) For some of you, that's gonna feel huge. But for me personally and where I'm at today, I wanted one million and then it was like one 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 whatever that is as a million and then it went to one point two and that's where I'm at. It's one point two million, that's my goal. Now I set a time frame about when I'd like to bring that to life. The reason I set the time frame is so that I can create a plan, right? Because without that specificity, my plan it's gonna I'm gonna leave me with like okay, over the next 10 years, I could do all these million things. No, for me, it's better to be over the next year, I want to bring in $1.2 million. This is how I'm going to do it. If I don't hit that within one within 12 months, that means nothing to me. I just keep trying. I just expand the timeline. Time is an illusion anyway. So I use it for the purpose of creating the plan, right? So the the process of goal setting and the plan is more of a mind thing, but it does expand your energy. So it works twofold. So if I don't hit my goal, it doesn't matter. I don't care. It means nothing about me. It doesn't mean that I'm crap. It doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person. It just means that I've learned something about what does and doesn't work. And so I then expand the timeline and I wait for new inspiration to move forward because this is what I know. At some point in the future, which is really the now because time is an illusion and time exists the past, present, and future in the now, what I know is that at some point in the future, in terms of my mind's perception of time, I've already hit that goal. I also know that it's completely unimportant and I can live whatever life I want. We're all in the matrix, it's all an illusion. So, at some point in the future, which is the now, I've already hit the goal. I already see myself as a million dollar earner. Huh? And I don't even have the evidence to suggest that I'm there, but I do have a plan. So my mind believes it and it believes it more and more every day. And when I take action in the direction of the plan, or sorry, the goal, I'm I I believe it even more. So my belief just increases more. And when you believe it, you'll see it, right? So the real beauty is in observing then how the goal is actually completed. Be surprised, be in awe, because it will be fulfilled. We just gotta like let go of how it happens. But be ready to act. (laughs) you know, everything in life is not straightforward. There is many truths existing at once. So it's not just like, okay, just follow everything your mind says or follow everything your a voice. Even the inner voices don't say that it's about using both. Both are there for you. So we use both. Don't th- give anything power right? Don't give the goal all the power. You don't have to choose between anything. Use it as a tool. Everything in life is a tool. It's there for you. It's there for you. So when it comes to, should I, or shouldn't I set goals? I would recommend that you all do set financial goals in your business. What financial goals should you set? Like I said before, challenging, but not too challenging. It just needs to motivate you, right? And like learn through trial and error what that looks like. I know if I set a goal, like for instance, if I set a goal of um, $300,000 after I've made $100,000 in my business, or maybe let's say 200,000, that isn't motivating for me. That's just how I work personally. That is just how I work. Instead, I prefer to 10x things apparently. I tried upping that and seeing like what is motivating and it wasn't. So I upped it to 1.2 million. And that's just what works for me. What motivates you? Then put a time frame to it. Not because you have to hit the goal within that time frame, but because that's going to help you come up with a plan in the now, and then allow you to then ditch the plan, right, and be present in the now. I also suggest that in terms of the time frame, you have an annual goal because it's just like a, a time frame that our mind finds easy to work with. Then also break it into a quarterly goal. Break it then into a monthly goal. But please, if you don't hit your monthly goal, don't use that as evidence against you. It doesn't matter what actually your result is. It's all great, right? If you, you know, I I use the example um, in the last episode, I was meant to go through my launch earlier than, my last launch earlier than I did, but it wasn't flowing in terms of my energy and the response I was getting in the way that I wanted it until later. So had I decided, well, that means my plan is crap and none of these offers are, uh, are gonna work, I would not have then had the $80,000 launch that I then had. So you want to allow more space and time to realize your goals. If you make, if your goal is 10,000 a month and you make $40,000 in one quarter, what's better? The $40,000 in one quarter. Otherwise it would be 30,000. Okay. (laughs) So But you do need to learn from the results that you have. How could you create that? That's the question to ask when you do the plan. And then start taking inspired action towards the goal. At first, that may be from the plan itself, but then it's going to be from the present moment. So let go of the plan and be in the moment. And recognize my beautiful friend that fulfillment of the goal is coming, that it's not what's important, that it's not going to make your life any better than it is right now. And still you can say yes to the experience of enjoying new things and more expensive things in your beautiful business and in your life. All right, everybody. That is it for today. There is our episode all about goal setting and setting financial goals in your business. Now I want to hear from you. I'm back on Instagram. I'll be back live in the holistic business community. If you'd love to join us in the holistic business community, it's my free online community where we talk and connect and I do trainings and all sorts of things, head to Ringe.com forward slash community. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now, share it over on Instagram stories, tag me at Ringe. Let me know what spoke to you in this episode. I want to hear from you because I learn from you. When you communicate with me, conscious communication, I'm able to use that to make better content for you all. So I want to hear from you. And if anybody wants to know how I can support you, either send me an email and ask, or you can fill out my assessment form, latisharange.com forward slash assessment, or you can just go on the website and have a look at the options and get in touch as soon as possible because they're all happening right away. All right, my beautiful friends, you have a wonderful week. Take care of you, connect to your inner voice, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash C-Y-B-B. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.